to the Great Lakes Sports Network, Michigan State Podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. Be sure to check us out on Anchor for however long we decide to use this app because it's really driving me crazy. <laughs> Facebook page still titled under trouble with the snap because you got like, I don't know what, three days or something. Facebook's got to approve it, whatever. I don't know. But it is going to be the Great Lakes Sports Network. Um, you can get all the information, all the opinions for the Tigers, Red Wings, Michigan, uh, Pistons, and the Detroit Lions. And speaking of, Ryan McCumber, who is helping head us head up that podcast in that area, is uh, with us to uh, talk some Michigan State football. Ryan, how's the podcast looking, man? I know you're uh, planning to drop tomorrow. Yeah, so me and Mike Stern are going to wind up doing an Alliance podcast. We thought it'd be kind of an interesting dynamic because Mike's kind of a sunshine and rainbows guy, and I'm uh, more of a pessimist, I guess. So kind of got <laughs> opposing dynamics. I mean, it's obviously not going to be a shouting match every time because nobody wants to hear that. But I uh, figured it would be – I'd rather have something where people kind of have different viewpoints – and have at least a civil conversation. So I think that's what we're going to wind up doing. So, yeah, we're going to record tomorrow. Should drop the first episode Wednesday night or Thursday morning. Yeah, looking forward to uh, hearing that. I think that's going to be the uh, second official drop or whatever, other than uh, the Michigan State one. Because I did one yesterday. Like I said, you can go to the Facebook page and uh, those other uh, sites that I mentioned to check that out. Those other platforms uh, talked about. Oregon joining the Big Ten. Um, we're going to talk a little more local right now. And look, there were some position changes that dropped yesterday. Like, um, you know, kind of had my choice. I went Oregon first, but we'll get to those position position changes right now. And I think the one that's least surprising is Davion Prim to corner. Yeah, so I was not expecting this to happen. Uh, the staff was really singing his praises about him at running back this spring. So I figured he'd stick there, but uh, sounds like they really like his, his athleticism. And to be honest, he probably wasn't going to play much at running back this year. So I guess giving him a look at another position makes sense. He's athletic enough to play somewhere else. Yeah, and I mean, you got older guys at the cornerback position. I don't see this being a move for the uh, short term. I don't see it being a move for this year. But I, I see this being more of a uh, potential long term solution but man it's crazy because in the spring i remember jay green texting me beating his chest like hey you see all this davion prim stuff when you know we talked about it a week earlier on this show saying that uh he was one of those breakout guys and for a while it looked like he was gonna just take over that starting job yeah i've never really bought that because i was like well they can bring it in two transfers I, i thought he would be solid like down the road but i didn't think he'd play much this year regardless but i mean If he's athletic, like, I mean, they were kind of hyping up his athleticism during the spring. So, I mean, he might be able to get some run at corner because, I mean, other, I mean, you got Speed and uh, Williams, I mean, are the clear cut two, uh, top two guys. But, I mean, <laughs> after that, you, I mean, you got Brantley and uh, Kimbrough, Kimbrough, Lowry. Lowry uh, so, I mean, it's kind of open to an extent for playing time. Justin. Yeah, Justin White's back. So, I mean, I think he could get on the field a little bit. I don't think he's going to play a ton. He's not going to be like a guy that plays, you know, 50, 60 snaps a game. But I think he can, you know, get on the field. 
Yeah, and well, uh, he, uh, another name that uh, we did not mention is Dylan Tatum, who when we were doing this, uh, when we were doing our position previews, which Ryan, you uh, were a part of, um, I talked about Dylan Tatum being the third safety. Yeah. And, <laughs> well, now, yeah. now he's in the corner. I think he's got more of an opportunity to see the field than Prim, just given his uh, familiarity with the defensive backfield. Um, but I think he's going to be one of those guys who may creep into a more consistent role. I don't see him starting, but creeping into one of those types of roles at the end of the year, you're just like, wow, why did this guy not play? Yeah. So with him, I, I mean, I always liked him coming out of high school more on the offense side of the ball or running back. Um, I thought that he, I think he could be a starter running back. Kind of, I wouldn't be shocked if he ends his career as a running back. So, look at this four or five years from now, and I could be right. We'll see. But, um, yeah, I, I think he has a decent shot to get on the field. I mean, he's he's just an athlete, man. He's, he's kind of like – like, I'm not saying he's a Darius Snow type player, but they're both the same type of guy where they're just athletes, man. They, I mean, you can just get on the field. And Put him anywhere, let him right. go. Yeah, exactly. So, um. Yeah, I would keep an eye out for him. I think he's going to be one of the freshmen that he's he's not going to redshirt this year. He's going to play more than four games. Oh yeah, absolutely. That that was uh, one of my thoughts, especially when you move him to a position of need. I mean, we talked about all the names: Brantley and White and Kimbrough and Lowry. None of those guys. Brantley had moments, but none of those guys really impressed last year. And I mean, Lowry had a couple. He was mostly a pass interference call waiting to happen. Uh, it, it's just something that you, you've got to find somebody. And I think moving uh, two of your more athletic guys, I mean, you, you said it. They raved about Prim's athleticism. Obviously, Tatum is in the same mold, more or less. The, these guys are, uh, look, they're just trying to help a position. And I think this shows that Mel Tucker isn't 100% comfortable with the cornerback spot outside of one and two. Yeah, I mean, that's that that's pretty clear. I mean, he's been working with – he's specifically been working with the corners. Uh, so, he knows what's going on with that position probably more than any other position on the field. So, I mean, for him to move those guys kind of – is kind of worrisome just depth-wise because clearly he's not super confident in the guys he has behind his top two. Yeah, and I mean, like I said, Brantley could be good, but I mean, you might be looking for a nickelback out of one of these guys, and that—that's one of the things when you see my, they my make thing, a move. My thing with Brantley is one, he's an ejection waiting to happen. <laughs> Two, yeah. he's he, he he's really a smaller guy. One. He's he's one seventy. He, I mean, hey, put on ten pounds, uh, but he's still not <laughs> even close to where he should be. I mean, the dude—that that was just the shoulder pads. Yeah, I know. It's just insane. <laughs> I, that guy hits that hard, and he's one seventy six foot. It's like, good lord, dude! Yeah, he he plays a lot bigger than he is. Oh, absolutely. But uh, let, let's get to the most surprising move because I was at work and I kind of laughed when I uh, saw this one happening. <laughs> and that's Hamp Fay quarterback to safety. So, he clearly got passed up at quarterback. 
or else he would not be switching positions. Um, Right. I never viewed him as, like, an incredible athlete coming out of, excuse me, high school. Um, He's, I mean, this just kind of seems like he wants to see where it goes for maybe the first month of the season. He might hit the portal. That's just what I took from it. Um, I, I would be surprised if this works out. Hey, if it does, more power to him, and that's great. But I don't know, man. We really, I don't know if he's a big ten caliber or safety. No, and I think when you uh, when you factor in uh, the fact he's six foot five, put him on he's the a same big side, dude. I mean, I'd rather see him a tight end than at safety, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm not trying to say I know more than the coaching staff, but you think from just like a measurable standpoint that like playing tight end would make more sense for him. Yeah, I mean, if you can make a punter or tight end make it be successful, (laughs) which Michigan State's done, and you'll see that again this year with Tyler Hunt, why not? But I think it's – it's, I would just like to see him on the field with a mere speed and see a quarterback try to drop it in that window. <laughs> Between speed being 6'3 and Ham Faye being 6'5. But yeah, Faye, obviously, you know, he wasn't going to play. Kim's number two. And, uh, yeah, it sounds like Tenhauser uh, looks like he's number him. three. It looks, like he's push- it looks like he's pushing him a little bit. He, he's, like- pu- he's pushing him. And. I mean, for my money, I thought Hauser was going to be the number two by the time the season started. But he, I wouldn't I mean, be surprised if they're trying, if they're telling Kim Hay you're the number two guy because what the hell happens if you lose Thorne and Hauser? Yeah. You don't have another quarterback. So, I mean, it would make sense to just say, hey, well, you're you the number put two a safety guy. at quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're the, hey, Noah, you're the number two guy. Um, and at least get him through the season, you know, without yeah. hitting the portal. I mean, which makes sense to me. So, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I do. That was really surprising to me when I saw that. Cause I'm like, I'm sub to two, four, seven, 24, seven on there. And they had a position move thread. And I saw a hand fade a safety. I was like, what in the actual hell happened here? Like, I like, that is one of the last positions I thought they moved him to. Yeah, well, apparently he's got some of that Drew Stanton work. Uh, he's been uh, working with special teams and stuff like that. Hey, so, if he uh, sticks, man, that's great. I mean, good for him. Yeah. I, I would be, I, I would just be surprised if this winds up being yeah. a long-term Ooh. relationship well, here. Yeah, well, you know, you know me. You know I don't normally, quote unquote, know the guys until they're on the field. You know, I, I've, I follow recruiting a little bit. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of Tatum. But I sat there and I read the depth the uh, too deep, and I saw the safeties, and I was just like, "We're in trouble if Henderson or Gross go down." Oh, dude, yeah, they do not have a lot of depth there. I mean, you could always move Snow back there, I guess. I don't know. Well, yes, yeah, Snow. Snow, I think, would be like the first choice should something be more long term. But I, I saw that, and I was just like, and it's not that they don't have depth. It's just that, you know, it's the same thing. I think you were on uh, the offensive line show with me when we previewed right. that, where, you know, they got guys they're talking about and that they're impressed with, but they haven't seen the snap because they're younger, they're freshmen. And so that that was kind of my takeaway, and I think uh, – that, I mean, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw Hamp Fane make that move. 
That does that is a good point. I didn't think about that. They don't have a lot of safety depth. But the thing is with that is at least you can it's easier to plug and play guy there than it is with an offensive lineman. Because yeah. I mean you can pick up well, you, you, you can pick stuff up. You can pick stuff up easier that as a DB. I mean yeah. you see that's why you see more DBs play early than you do an offensive lineman. Because it's yeah, easier it, to pick it up. Yeah, and it's easier too if you're a quarterback and you already kind of have a knowledge of how offenses work. That and, that that too, and when you'll have an opportunity to see the entire field. And if you're playing on special teams, you got to have you know at least a little bit of a uh, little bit of a motor, a little bit as far as speed goes. So, um, let's talk about the least exciting position on the field. Could be the most exciting if. Uh, well, you have an affinity for left-footed kickers. Ben Patton is making the move from Auburn to compete with Jack Stone. I kind of saw this coming when he hit the portal because he's from Rochester. Um, and I would like I I he I think he entered about a week ago, and I was like, well, that kind of like I saw his name. Somebody brought it up in a thread on a message board, and I was like, you know, that would kind of make sense to bring him in. I, I, I don't think he's on scholarship either. I, I think he's he's a walk-on. So uh, they're not using a scholarship on him. He's got three years left. Um, he's made a 49-yard kick in overtime again in that Alabama game. So he's mm-hmm. got experience. He's got big game experience, and he, he's been successful. So that's – if he wins, that's great. I mean – I mean, clearly he can. I, of course, it's a small sample size, but hey, man, I'll take a guy that's played on the biggest stage and kicked a big field goal. That's great, you know. So I'm interested to see uh, how that plays out. And it's crazy because there's only two weeks till the season kicks off, and they got they they brought in another kicker. So I mean, they're kind of scrambling right now, and it's kind of scary to tell you where Jack Stone is. I guess I don't know. Well, that that was my thought, but I mean, Stone was a highly rated kicker. But the fact he's he was still in a battle with Rusnick, who was not impressive last year. No, is something that I was I was just like, if he's still in a battle for this, then this is Patton's job immediately. Yeah, I they would say be they're bringing him in to compete. It's his job. He's going to be the guy. I would be. I would be. I would be very surprised if he's not the guy. Uh, yeah. Rusnak was not good, and if you're like, I mean, hey, I, I I couldn't do what they do. I'm not trying to bash the kid at all, but he was not a Big Ten level kicker at all. Yeah. And if you're competing with him and you're, you can't clearly beat him out, then something's going on. Yeah, and that, that I mean that's the thing. Is I mean the reason Patton left is because well they. Got a, they have a kicker for another year. Their uh, starter, who the only reason Pat got to play last year was due to injury, and they have uh, you know one of the best kickers in the nation coming in, who's uh, redshirting this year, and it's going to be his job next year. So that's why Patton's coming in. And look, Mich- Michigan State proved like they didn't need. Good kicker last year. I mean, look for all the love or whatever about Conklin that I've given him because of his injury and the fact that Tucker has kicked him in unfavorable circumstances. Look, the just a combination of those two things kills his percentage. But if Michigan 
if this if Patton is good, if he's just good compared to what Michigan State had to put up with last year, I think that's going to be a world of difference. I don't need a guy who's bombing fifty plus yarders. I mean, you don't. That's that's not. You're not going to find that very often in college football. I know MSU fans were used to right. I mean, you know, you had Brett Swenson, you had Geiger, who, of course, he was inconsistent, but he could bomb a 50-yarder. I mean, that's well, just not the norm. Well, for whatever reason, when Shane Graham came along, I, something killed Coughlin and Geiger. I don't know what it was, and that surprises me because Shane Graham is was a great kicker in the NFL. But when he came along, all of a sudden, you like neither guy could kick it beyond 42 yards. And so the fact that Patton has a 49-yarder in the Iron Bowl in overtime, give me that. I, I'll, I'll take it. And we have spent a lot of time on kickers. I don't know what. <laughs> There's just been – it feels like – I mean, but, we've had the same guy for, what, five years? Yeah. It's going to be weird seeing a new guy out there. Well, let, let me ask you this question. Who was the last – Left-footed kicker that Michigan State had. Because oh, I was trying to think about this at work. And I can't fully remember. Like, I believe he was left-footed. I, I, can't, I can't remember, man. Was it a guy from D'Antonio? Or not? I, thought it was, I thought it was John Goss. So that was, that was John L., right? That was, yeah, he missed an extra point in the Michigan game. And went into yeah, I, I, remember, I remember that, yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah I, you might I, be right. I think it is I, him. I, I think he's left footed. I'm pretty sure. Because at first I started thinking about it, I was like, Swanson, Geiger, Coughlin. And I mean, between those, you know, those three guys and Rainer, like, that takes you back to like 1942. <laughs> <laughs> and so just because it felt like everyone was there forever. But no, like, I, I was thinking, it's not the Great Dane. But. Yeah, so hopefully he's better than our last left-footed kicker. No, yeah. That's how I feel about that, because John Goss bar, bar, was terrible. I was going to say, he was terrible. Bar set low, so he, but, can't, can't get much worse. But I'll tell you what, man, that tennis party that he had where he dressed up like a tennis pro and had like one of like one of his boys with him, but the let's just say the ratio was very impressive when uh, <laughs> I was at Michigan State. That's all I'll say. Uh, <laughs> I was not invited to said party. I just saw it happening. But this this guy cost us a Michigan game. But anyway, you'd think he would have won it with what uh with what was walking into his dorm room. That's all I'm gonna say. That's just the kicker too, man. Yeah. <laughs> that that was not Drew Stan. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, look, Ryan, we're looking forward to it. Um, I'm glad to get, you know, that we're expanding and we're bringing in the Detroit Lions stuff. Can't wait to hear you and Mike talk about it. Appreciate you helping out today. Um, for Ryan McCumber, I'm Tyler Hayward. This is the Great Lake Sports Network Michigan State Podcast.